Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. December 31st, 2015, the final NWO Wolfpack of, two, of of the entire year, episode number 27, of course, the second installment of the WWS Radio Network. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we count down to the number of hours remaining until the year 2015 is gone and the year 2016 emerges. And joining me to help, join me to, of course, to go into the new year is, of course, the one and only mainstay here of the WWS Radio Network, the COO of WWS, a dual title holder here in WWS, and <clears throat> a 2014 WCWS Hall of Famer. Yes, I am talking about the one and the only King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith. And of course, I have on the line with me, also on the chat box here with me tonight. From Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at three, right here on TalkShoe.com, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, uh, uh, Gerard, and John, welcome to the final NWO Wolfpack of 2015. Hey, yo. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, good to have you all here, Gerard. John, you as well. And tonight, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be doing our, our regular here routine. Of course, Gerard has our has the Wolfpack news desk all howling and ready to go uh, with a with a with a, a handful of uh, wrestling uh, news of the day, and of course our human suplex machine John Gross also has some wrestling history and some birthdays as well. Uh, we should we may have a few two or three more folks you know drop in. You never know here in the radio network. So if you care to join myself, Gerard, and John here. <clears throat> um, Please uh, let us know here by calling 1-724-444-7444. That call ID, as always, is 138-521-POUND. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, have any questions or thoughts, I'm going to press that one. And myself, Gerard, or John, 
we'll bring it to the table, and you know we will definitely throw it out there as, as to whomever else you know. Like I said, we'll just try to talk about it. There you go. Of course, anything around the world of professional wrestling, uh, you know, like I said, that, that that's our that's our business here in the radio network. Uh, and then speaking, we'll just get right down to business. And of course, uh, Keegan W. Gerard T. Smith has the Wolfpack News Desk all warmed up, ready to go. Of course, his big old keg of beer, you know, he's helping him celebrate the new year, the new year, right? And of course, he's got two or three you know, bits and pieces of wrestling news here for us. So, GTS, my man, take the floor. Let's see what you got. Alrighty. This isn't WWE news, it's a bit of TNA news, but Tuesday's TNA Best of Special on Pop TV drew 136,000 viewers. This is up from last week's Best of Special that drew 111,000 viewers. This was TNA's first ever airing on Pop. As noted, next week's TNA airing on Pop TV will be the first live Impact Wrestling episode. WWE NXT champion Finn Balor tweeted the following bold prediction bold diction for 2016. 2016 will we will change the business, Finn Balor said. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Xavier Woods recently spoke with DetroitNews.com to promote post-Christmas WWE live event in the city. The full interview is at this link below. Here are some of the highlights. His trombone catching on after suggesting he bring it to the bring it to one 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 day which he played through the middle school, high school, into college. It became its own beast. That's the beauty of it. People don't realize it. But some of the best stuff comes from me having a plan. Rubbing the new day success in the face of the doubters. I like proving people wrong. The best revenge is success. I'm very vengeful, grunge-keeping person. So when someone says I can't do something and I prove them wrong, I don't have to say I told you so because they can see me on TV doing it. These people that disrespect me and make fun of me, I fulfilled my long-time dream of becoming a WWE champion. The fact that I navigated my life in a way to reach these goals to make me feel good. 
Hold on, I'm looking to see if there's anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's worth noting that Sasha Banks missed last night's WWE live event in Baltimore and Tuesday's SmackDown taping in Washington. Sasha last appeared on Monday Night Raw defeating Becky Lynch. WWE has a new poll asking fans who had the best 2015. Sting, Dean Ambrose, Charlotte, Kevin Owens, Nikki Bella, John Cena, Seth Rollins, The New Day, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Rollins is currently leading with 35% of the vote Why Roman has 25. Mm-hmm. I would have agreed with the Rollins, wouldn't I? Yeah. All right, that's all I have for the news tonight. All right, GTS, thank you very much for your partner. Of course, providing us with some very, very interesting tidbits here in the world of pro wrestling. Of course, here also, uh, Human Success Machine, John Gross, has one piece of history for today, uh, Gerard. One piece of history. All right. This date, December 31st, on this day in 2011, Brock Lesnar retired from MMA. Hmm. Wow. All I noticed, too, I might have noticed a video on YouTube, but I think um, unless it was taped, and it was shown on December 31st, it might have been taped beforehand, something about this the, the, the Monday Night Raw when uh, Britney Spears' uh, ex-husband Kevin Federline came on. They brought him on Raw, and he pinned John Cena. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, they said that happened on December 31st. I wonder if that was taped. So. Hmm. Uh, could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw it on YouTube earlier. Someone had just loaded it up. Um, so I was just so we might have to double check that and see if uh, if that actually did happen on New Year's Eve or was it uh, or was it taped for later? Okay, but uh, John, thank you very much uh, for, uh, for for providing that, even though it's just one, but that's okay. Oh, okay, I see. John says here it was not taped; it was on New Year's that New Year's night, January first. Oh, okay. so I wonder, but, but I wonder why it would say, and I think WWE posted why it would say it was December 31st. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well, John, thank you very much for clarifying that here for us. Uh, for also providing for that one little piece of history here for today. And Gerard, as always, thank you very much for providing the news here for us. 
1724-444-7444, call the 138-521-POUND. You're listening to the second installment of the WWS uh, Radio Network. <clears throat> I am, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on here with you on this New Year's Eve night. The final Wolfpack, episode number 27, the final Wolfpack of 2015. Of course, joining me on the line here tonight is, of course, King and WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, as I said many times here on the show, a 2014 Hall of Famer, the mainstay of the radio network, and, of course, <clears throat> the COO of WCW US. And also joining me on the chat box here tonight from Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoe.com, the one and only human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, John also mentioned about the Kevin Federline thing. He said, you got to admit, K-Fed defeating the WWE champion John Cena was a shock. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, wasn't it um, John Morrison had had a hand in that, I think, at the time? I'm, I'm, that sounds like... Yeah, I, I thought that so. When he was Johnny Nitro or something, I want, I want to say... He was somehow involved in it, but I, but I didn't know if Cena and Morrison kind of had a. And John said, John, I think he's admitting that, that he, I think he's saying that John Morrison did, but I think he also said that Umaga also had a hand in it too. Huh. Maybe. My goodness, but uh, <clears throat> but here tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, our own uh, King and W.O. Javar T. Smith uh, um, <clears throat> has, 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 of course, provided us with tonight's NWO version of our wrestler profile series. And, of course, John and I will be the ones guessing to Gerard, since he's the one that found us. Myself or John does not know who, who, who the NWO member was that was chosen by Gerard for tonight's wrestler profile series, so uh, Gerard, this time you get to tell get to, to, to tell everyone who it is exactly. John and I will be doing the guessing. So, John, think of an NWO member, and who do you think we are doing the wrestler profile series on tonight on Wolfpack? And I'm going to guess. Hmm. I'm going to guess Buff Bagwell. Okay, what did John guess? John guessed X-Pac. John's right again. Wow. John, you are a smart man. Yes, indeed. And as Gerard has admitted, it is the one and the only. Uh, of course, he was known as N- 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 F6 in the NWO, but of course, uh, everyone will remember him, of course, always as X-Pac. Uh, and Gerard has uh, asked yours truly, to officially read the the infamous Wikipedia file that we have on record here, of course, on on this great superstar. So I'll go ahead and pop that on right here. And, of course, as always, after we get through reading all this, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS wiki series and join, up, join the page known as WCWS wiki files where like I said, you can find all of the all of the uh Wikipedia uh links to all the the profile series that we have done here on Revolution and on Wolfpack. Uh, <clears throat> uh of course we've done some 
we've done we've done some we've done some uh some great ones here in uh, recent months. Uh, so, but uh, definitely give us a, give us a, give an opportunity and, t- and take a look at what we have going on right now <clears throat> on on the Wiki Files page. And of course, uh, tonight, like I said, as as John automatically guessed, which was kind of shocking, second time in a row here this uh, this week. Uh, of course, tonight's NWO Wrestle Profiles, as I said, is on of course Xbox. As everyone knows his real name is Sean Michael Waltman. He was born in 1972. He is, of course, a professional wrestler. He wrestled for the WWF, now called WWE, under the renames the 123 Kid and X Pac intermittently between 1993 and 2002, World, and also in WCW as Six and TNA as Six Pac, and also by his real name, Sean Waltman. He is signed with WWE working in their Legends program. Waltman has won a dozen championships between WWE, WCW, and TNA. The majority were cruiserweight and tag team titles. He is the only wrestler to have held the TNA X Division belt, the WCW Cruiserweight belt, and the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. He also held the WCW Cruiserweight and WWF Light Heavyweight titles at the same time. He was also the final WWF Light Heavyweight Champion before the title was retired in favor of the Cruiserweight Championship he held at the same time. He was also a member of the infamous Click, of course, now a group of wrestlers known for their influence on WWF storylines in the mid-1990s. Of course, as I said before, his real name is Shawn Michael Wallman. He was born in 1972. He is 43 years old, Gerard. Amazing. Uh, he was born in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he currently lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. Hmm. Okay. A lot of them have gone down to Florida to stay here lately. That's not bad. Uh, of course, his professional wrestling career, he had a he was on he was known as an uh, uh, under a whole bunch of names here: the One Two Three Kid, Six Pack, the Lightning Kid, the Kamikaze Kid, the Cannonball Kid, the Black Dart, the Hard Luck Kid, just the Kid. Also known as Pac, his real name, Sean Waltman, uh, Six, Six Pac, X Pac, X Pac, P A C K, and just simply as X. Now, I did not know that. Hmm. He was built as being a six foot one. He weighed. It was built at two hundred and twelve pounds. He was built from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was trained by Eddie Sharkey and the father of the Iceman, Dean Malenko, uh, Boris Malenko, and made his debut in 1989. <clears throat> uh, of course, his professional wrestling career, his early career, Wallman joined the school wrestling team in ninth grade, but quickly, but quickly quit rather than cut his hair. <laughs> After training under Boris Malenko, Joe, Joe Malenko, Masaami Sorinaka and Carl Gotch, Wallman began his career as the Lightning Kid. He worked his way through various independent promotions, including Pro Wrestling America and the Global Wrestling Federation, winning the PWA Light Heavyweight title, the PWA Iron Horse TV title, and the GWF Light Heavyweight Championship. During this time, Waltman worked extensively with Jerry Lynn in North America and Japan. They often wrestled each other, but also teamed up to win the PWA Tag Team titles twice in 1993. <clears throat> While working for Larry Sharp and Dennis Caraluzzo's WWA, WWA promotion on November, November 20, 1992 in Clementon, New Jersey, 
His opponent, the kamikaze kid, Bill Wilcox, overshot a suicide dive and landed on Walman's head, driving it through the concrete and causing a blood clot near his brain. He was hospitalized for three days, could not work for four months, and was advised to give up wrestling completely. <clears throat> of course, during his run in the WWF between 93 and 96, as the lightning kid, Waltman made his WWF tryout match in Phoenix, Arizona, the day after WrestleMania 9 against fellow hopeful Louis Spicoli, soon known as Rad, Rad, Rad Radford in the WWF. He reminisced that he was lucky to have an opponent with a vested interest in, in an impressive match rather than, as was then typical, a disinterested WWF veteran jobber like Virgil or Jim Powers. After earning a contract, he made his TV debut as the Kamikaze Kid on Monday Night Raw on May 3rd, losing to Doink the Clown. He quickly became the Cannonball Kid, then simply the Kid. For several weeks as a jobber, he scored an upset pinfall on Razor Ramon on the May 17th episode of Monday Night Raw, thus becoming the 1-2-3 Kid. Razor challenged him to a rematch, wagering $10,000 of his own money. Kid accepted the challenge, but grabbed the money and ran from the arena during the match. Ted DiBiase, who was feuding with Razor, taunted him over over losing to a, uh, to a nobody. This angered Kid and led to a match in which he upset DiBiase as well. Razor turned face shortly after and took Kid under his wing. The 1-2-3 Kid made his pay-per-view debut at SummerSlam, losing to DiBiase's tag partner, IRS, after Razor defeated DiBiase. At the 93 Survivor Series, Kid was on Razor's team in a 4-on-4 elimination match. He and Marty Jannetty were the sole survivors, which led to them forming a tag team and holding the WWF Tag Team Championship for a week in January 1994 after beating the Quebecers. For the next two years, the 1-2-3 Kid was a natural underdog and fan favorite. He wrestled Bret Hart in an unusually long for the time and highly acclaimed match for the WWF World Heavyweight title in July 1994 on Raw and had another brief one-day tag title reign in January 95 with Bob Holly defeating Bam Bam Bigelow and, T- and Tataka at the 95 Royal Rumble before losing to the Smoking Guns on Raw. Excuse me. After he and Razor failed to win back the tag titles from Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn in October 95, Kid attacked the face guns after the match to tease the heel turn. On the Raw before the 95 Survivor Series in November, he was the guest referee in a match between Razor Ramon and Psycho Sid. As Razor attempted his finish with Razor's Edge, Kid pulled Sid down on top of Razor and fast counted the pinfall, thus turning heel. At Summer Sam 1995, he lost to Hakushi, but won a rematch in November after Ted DiBiase interfered. He was the sole survivor of his, in, of his Survivor Series match, besting rival Marty Jannetty. Razor and Marty would team up to beat Kid and Sid at In Your House Number 5. After Survivor Series, Kid joined Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Corporation faction. He remained with the group until May 1996 when Wallman left the WWF. He lost a nappy match to Razor Ramon in February 1996 edition of In Your House. The 1-2-3's final WWF match aired on the May 20th episode of Monday Night Raw when he lost to Savia Vega. Okay. Hmm. Okay, now during his run in WCW between 96 and 98, on September 16, 1996, Waldman was shown sitting in the front row for, the live, for a live episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Later that night, he stood and used a remote control to release NWO propaganda from the ceiling, revealing himself as the newest member of the recently formed faction. He was called Six because he was the sixth member of the NWO 
and six is the sum of the numbers in one, two, three, kid. <clears throat> in his first major angle, Sid Six stole Eddie Guerrero's WCW United States Heavyweight Belt, leading to a ladder match for the title that sold out in January '97, which Six lost. The next month at Super Brawl Seven, Six pinned Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight title after hitting him with the title belt, which he had grabbed from Guerrero at ringside. In June 97, he lost the title to Chris Jericho at a webcast house show in L.A., manufactured successfully defending against Rey Mysterio Jr. During a feud with Ric Flair and a loss to him at Road Wild in August, Six disparagingly portrayed Flair as part of an NWO segment parodying his four horsemen group. This segment led to a War Games match at Fall Brawl where Six, Kevin Nash, Buff Bagwell, and Conan defeated the four horsemen <clears throat> which at the time was uh, Ric Flair, Steve McMichael, Chris Benoit, and Kurt Henning. After Kurt Henning betrayed the horsemen and joined the NWO. In mid-1997, the NWO invoked Wolfpack rules, allowing Six to replace the injured Kevin Nash in defending the WCW World Tag Team titles with Scott Hall. On uh, October 13, 1997, Hall and Six lost the title to the Steiner brothers, of course, Rick and Scott. In October... A neck injury sidelined Waldman from wrestling, but he continued to appear, uh, appear on TV for several weeks after. While later recuperated at home, he was fired via FedEx by WCW President Eric Bischoff. Waldman claims this, this was a power play aimed at his friends Hall and Nash, whose backstage influence was felt as a threat. Bischoff later said Waldman was a competent performer when sober, but sober periods are few and far between. In many ways, Sean was, was lucky to even have a job. Ooh, okay. His return to the WWF slash WWE. Of course, first off, the DX between 98 and 2000. Wallman returned to WWF TV on the March 30th, 1998 episode of Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania 14 and days after his firing from WCW. With Shawn Michaels began a four-year retirement after a WWF World Heavyweight Championship loss and back injury, Triple H was now the leader of DX. He said he was forming a DX army, and when you start an army, you look to your blood, you look to your buddies, you look to your friends, you look to the clique. I do remember this. Wallman appeared on the stage, commented on Bischoff and Hogan, and said if they weren't contracted to WCW, Hall and Nash would have returned to the WWF. Bischoff responded on Nitro the next week by telling Wallman to bite me. I remember that, too. Initially called the kid on the WWF website, he became known as X-Pac by the next Raw. X-Pac feuded with Jeff Jarrett, ultimately defeating him in a hair-versus-hair match at SummerSlam, then with WWF European champion D'Lo Brown, whom he dethroned on September 21, 1998. Two weeks later, he lost the title back to Brown and won again at Judgment Day in your house in October. Wallman lost the title to Shane McMahon on February 15, 1999. At WrestleMania 15, he lost a championship rematch with Triple H, betrayed him, and hit him with his pedigree finisher. X-Pac then signed with Road Dogg against Triple H, China, and Billy Gunn after the temporary demise of DX. X-Pac and Road Dogg wanted a, a reformed DX to be about rebellion, while the others wanted it to be about making money. X-Pac became a face and befriended Kane, a mute, angry loner who he partially socialized and encouraged to speak through an electro-larynx. They won the WF Tag Team titles twice together. After DX reunited late 1999 as a heel group, X-Pac led Kane to believe he would be invested into DX, but instead betrayed him and eventually stole his new girlfriend, Tori. <clears throat> in 2000, X-Pac feud with fellow DX member Road Dogg and Chris Jericho, whose botched powerbomb sideline Walmart for three months with another neck injury. Okay, 
Also, of course, the X-Factor, NWO, and departure between 01 and 02. After returning from his neck injury in early 2001, X-Pac briefly feuded with Chris Jericho over the WWF Intercontinental title, <clears throat> culminating in a fatal four-way match with Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero at No Way Out in February, which Jericho won. In February, X-Pac formed a new stable called X-Factor with Justin Credible and Albert. During this time, he usually teamed with Credible, but also appeared in singles matches. He won the WWF Light Heavyweight title from Jeff Hardy on June 25th, then won the WCW Cruiserweight title for the second time in his career where he defeated Billy Kidman on July 30th. Despite this occurring during the WCW invasion, where the WWF side was mostly portrayed as the good guys, the fans were vocal in their disapproval of Waltman during his reign. This was acknowledged on screen by both Alliance member Billy Kidman and later by WWF member Edge. When Credible <clears throat> joined the ECW-WCW alliance, X-Factor broke up. At SummerSlam 2001, X-Pac defeated Tajiri to win the WWF Light Heavyweight title for the second time and was WCW Cruiserweight title at the same time as well. X-Pac then feuded with Kidman and Tajiri. After losing the WCW Cruiserweight title to Kidman, he took time off for another injury. The WWF Light Heavyweight Championship was abandoned upon his return to TV, but he defended it at several house shows shortly prior. Hall, Nash, and Hogan returned to WWF in 2002 as the NWO, brought in by Vince McMahon. Hogan was kicked from the group after listening to The Rock at WrestleMania, uh, this was at WrestleMania 18, I think it was. X-Pac, who had been out with an injury, returned on the March 21st, ep- March 21st episode of SmackDown, rejoined the NWO and attacked Hogan. He said he had been waiting four years to do so because Hogan shot on WCW Thunder about Waltman's firing, saying he could not cut the mustard. The storyline was dropped after the first WWE draft when the NWO went to Raw and Hogan went to SmackDown. <clears throat> During the NWO's feud with Booker T and Goldust, a botched spinebuster injured him and kept him from participating in the feud. At SummerSlam, Raw commentator Jim Ross announced WWE and Waltman have parted ways. Okay, now let me see what we have here. Uh, uh, TNA and Extreme Pro Wrestling between 02 and 06. Waltman, uh, at six-pack, Debuted for TNA Wrestling on September 18, 2002, losing a gauntlet match. Rejoined his WF tag partners Scott Hall and B.G. James. He feuded with Jeff Jarrett and Brian Lawler. On October 9, 2002, Sixpack made his X Division debut, defeating eight other wrestlers in a ladder match to win the vacant TNA X Division title. He held the title for two weeks before losing it to AJ Styles in a no-DQ match. He abruptly left TNA after defeating Lawler in the first round of an NWA World Heavyweight title number one contender tournament on November the 6th. Waltman, simply known as X, debuted in Extreme Pro Wrestling on February 28, 2003, winning the XPW television title from Chaos. He retained the title in a, in a bout with Juventud Guerrero on March the 1st and held it until the, until the promotion closed in April. Waltman and Sixpack returned to TNA for a single night on June 18, 2003, at their first anniversary pay-per-view as AJ Styles' mystery partner and a loss to Jeff Jarrett and Sting. Under his real name, Wallman returned on February 13, 2005 <clears throat> and against all odds attacking Jeff Jarrett during his NWA World Heavyweight title match with Kevin Nash. Nash, Wallman, and DDP formed an alliance and feuded with Planet Jarrett, which was Jarrett the Outlaw and also Monty Brown, until Nash and Page left TNA to focus on acting. At Hard Justice in 2005, Wallman replaced Jeff Hardy, who no-showed, 
and lost to Raven in a clockwork orange House of Fun match after being back body dropped through the steel cage. On June 19th at Sunniversary, Waltman wrestled a five-man King of the Mountain match for the NWA World Heavyweight title. He lost because defending champion AJ Styles the title by delivering an X-Factor off the ladder. This turned him heel and led to a grudge match at No Surrender, which Styles won after guest referee Jerry Lynn prevented Waltman from cheating. Waltman challenged Lynn to a match of sacrifice, and after, after losing that victory roll, Waltman attacked Lynn and tried to re-injure his shoulder. Waltman did partner with Alex Shelley to win the Chris Candido Cup. This earned him a shot at the NWA World Tag Team titles at Unbreakable. Waltman, however, no-showed the event. He wasn't seen again until a one-night return at final resolution on January 15, 2006, brought in by Larry Zabisco to defeat his rival, Raven. Hmm. Also here, uh, Wrestling Society X and NWA between 06 and 08. In February 2006, Wallman joined MTV's newly formed Wrestling Society X promotion as Six Pac. At their inaugural tapings on February 9th, <clears throat> Six Pac had a 10-man hardcore battle royal ladder match, with which both he and Vampire won by climbing the ladder to retrieve WSX contracts. Six Pac lost at WSX championship title match to Vampire the following week. He challenged Vampira in episode four as Bruce introduced Ricky Banderas, who attacked Vampira from behind. He later defeated Human Tornado and Scorpio Sky in singles matches and teased an affair with Lizzie Valentine, the valet and girlfriend of Matt Sydal, who I think that was Evan Bourne, I think. Though WSX folded before the angle could go on any further. Wallman, under his real name, defeated Adam Pierce for the NWA Heritage Championship in El Paso, Texas, on April 21, 2007. He defended it against El Cico Delico Jr. on April 27th and lost it back to Pierce two days later. On July 8, 2007, hey, July 8th, my birthday, okay, Wallman teamed with Billy Kidman in a three-way tag match in McAllen, Texas, for the NWA World Tag Team titles, which had been vacated by Team 3D after the NWA stopped working with TNA. They lost the match to Carl Anderson and Joey Ryan. On the May 24, 2014, 2008 episode of the NWA Wrestling Showcase, Wallman challenged Pierce for the NWA World Heavyweight title. The match ended prematurely after Wallman legitimately injured his knee five minutes in. He was attacked by the Real American Heroes and Pierce, so he won by DQ. As wrestling titles can generally only change in the pinfall submission, Pierce retained the title. <clears throat> and and this one here is, I think this is a, this thing in Mexico called AAA. I might even want to try to pronounce this, but AAA between 2007 and 2008. In June 2007, Waltman as X-Pac began working regularly for AAA, eventually a member of Conan's lot, uh, Foreign Legion is what was what it translates to be, and managed by girlfriend Alicia Webb. He usually used the D-Generation X entrance music. After leaving for rehab in mid-2008, he returned at Summer of Scandal that September, turning on the Foreign Legion and forming D-Generation Mex, a parody of D-Generation X with Rocky Romero and Alex Kozlov. He later feuded with one of AAA's top, star, top stars, El Zorro. Hmm, okay. Let's see here. Independent circuit between 2009 and now. On August 9, 2009, at GLCW Slamfest, X-Pac became the new GLCW Heavyweight Champion by defeating Skull Crusher, who had replaced champion Al Snow when he no-showed. February 26, 
2011, Wallman was inducted into the Legends Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wheeling, West Virginia by Jack Blaze at their LPW X-Factor 2011 event. On March 5, 2011, Wallman reunited with former DX members Road Dogg and Billy Gunn for a six-man tag match at a pro wrestling syndicate show in Long Island, New York. He landed on the guardrail and punctured his chest, going to the emergency room when the wound reopened in an airport after the show. <clears throat> a week later, X-Pac defeated L-I- I'm sorry, UIW lightweight champion Stupid, that's the wrestler's name, Stupid, in a non-title match. <clears throat> On October 8th and 9th, 2012, he wrestled in a Bad Boys of Wrestling Federation tournament to crown the BBWF Caribbean champion. He defeated Crimson in the semifinal and Devari in the final, winning the title. On November 9th, 2013, X-Pac and Lance Storm lost to Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk in the main event of House of Hardcore 3. His return to TNA in 2010. On a special live three-hour Monday night episode of Impact, <clears throat> on January 4, 2010, Waltman at Sixpack and Scott Hall returned to TNA. That night, former, fellow former NWO member Hulk Hogan debuted in TNA. Kevin Nash, Hall, and Waltman quickly reformed an alliance called The Band. But Hogan stayed away, saying times had changed. At Genesis on January 17, Sixpack replaced Hall and teamed with Nash to lose to Beer Money, uh, Robert Rude, and James Storm. Excuse me, on the next impact, Hogan disgusted by the band's actions, as security eject six-pack and hall, saying they weren't contracted to TNA. They appeared the next week anyway, attacking Kurt Angle from behind. They returned a week later, betraying Nash and beating them down. At Destination X on March 21st, six-pack and hall wagered their TNA jobs in a tag match against Kevin Nash and Eric Young. In the end, Nash turned on Young and helped the band win the match and full TNA contracts. On the March 29th impact, the band lost a six-man steel cage tag match to Eric Young, Jeff Hardy, and RVD. Six-pack was scheduled for a tag match at lockdown, but was replaced by Nash after the Missouri Athletic Commission barred Waltman from wrestling due to his hepatitis C. On that April 26th impact, Waltman was written off the TV when Team 3D found Six-pack on a backstage floor in a pool of blood. Eric Young took his place in the band. In early June, TNA released Waltman and Scott Hall. And also here, Chikar, between 2011 and 2014. On, October, on April 15, 2011, Waltman, as the 1-2-3 kid, debuted for Chikar by entering their King of Trios tournament, teaming with Eric Cannon and, Dar- and Darren Corbin, Team Minnesota. They were eliminated in the first round by Team Mishinoku Pro, Big Togo, Great Sasuke, and Jinsei Shinsaki. The day after, Waltman defeated Amazing Red, Frightmare, and Oberion at a four-way elimination match to make it to the next day's Ray D. Voladoras tournament final. There, he lost to El Generico. <clears throat> after the match, Waltman said he believed 2011 would be the last year in, in, in professional his last year in professional wrestling, praising Chikara as the future of wrestling and thanking him for a memorable weekend. The 1-2-3 kid returned to Chikara for the 2012 King of Trio Tournament, this time teaming with Aldo Montoya and Tataka as Team WWF. On September 14th, they lost their first-round match to the Extreme Trio, Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer, and Two Cold Scorpio. The next day, the 1-2-3 kid was low-blowed and pinned by Mark Anglesetti. On the final day of the tournament weekend, the 1-2-3 kid and Mario Gennetti won 
the annual tag team gauntlet match. <clears throat> On November 18th, the 123 Kid returned to Chikar when he and Mara Janae defeated the Heartthrobs, Antonio Thomas and Romeo Vercelli, to earn their third their third point for three consecutive wins and a shot at the Chikara Campanitos de Parajas. I'm just pronouncing it the best way I can. They lost the title match on December 2nd at the Under the Hood Internet pay-per-view to defending champions, the, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Ballman, under his real name, returned to Chikara on March, 6th at, to, March 8, 2013, losing to Hallow Wicked. In September 2014, Wallman returned to Chikara to do commentary during the first round of the 2014 King of Trios. His second return to WWE between 2011 and present. On April 2nd, 2011, Wallman returned to WWE's television to celebrate with Kevin Nash and Triple H, their longtime friend Shawn Michaels' induction into the 2011 WWE Hall of Fame. He later worked backstage as a scout and an evaluator in Florida Championship Wrestling, the WWE developmental territory. In 2012, Wallman attended the Hall of Fame again with the Click. On July 23rd, he, Billy Gunn, and Road Dogg returned to join Shawn Michaels and Triple H for a D-Generation X reunion on the 1,000th episode of Monday Night Raw. In early 2013, the Click DX reunited for an episode of WWE NXT. In early 2013, Wallman signed a WWE Legends contract a long-term contract which gives WWE merchandising rights to a wrestler's name and likeness, requires occasional appearances, and prevents them from working for competing major promotions, but allows for independent appearances. On April 5, 2014, the night before WrestleMania 30, Wallman joined Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Kevin Nash at Scott Hall's WWE Hall of Fame induction, once again reuniting the clique. <clears throat> On the January 19, 2015 episode of Raw labeled Raw Reunion, Damian Mizdow appeared with Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, Kyle and Triple H dressed as X-Pac only for X-Pac to confront them, finding the impersonation funny. Until the Miz interrupted him to tell him that Mizdow was only his stunt double at the party was over. He appeared again with Hall and Nash being interrupted by the Ascension who were attempting to attack him, only to be joined by the APA and the New Edge Outlaws and fending off the Ascension. At WrestleMania 31, X-Pac along with the New Edge Outlaws and Shawn Michaels helped Triple H win his match against Sting. They were backstage at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn in August of 2015. Other, and I'll, I'll mention, I will mention just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention this. Other media here. In 2004, Wallman co-starred with then-girlfriend Joni Lawler, a.k.a. China. I think we all remember this. It's an amateur porn film called One Night in China. <laughs> Named the top selling release of 2006 by the Adult Video News Awards and its sequel, Another Night in China, in 2009. <clears throat> Wallman appeared on ESPN's E60 that featured documentary, documentary detailing Scott Hall's experience with drugs and alcohol. It included interviews with several of Hall's family members, including his ex wife and his son, Cody, as well as several prominent figures and close friends from the wrestling industry, including Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Sean Waltman, Eric Bischoff, and Stephanie McMahon. Currently starting in 2014, Sean Wallman hosts a weekly podcast with friend and wrestling colleague Johnny Fairplay regarding uncensored life topics as well as deep wrestling insights. The podcast is currently hosted on blogtalkradio.com by Jason Powell's ProWrestling.net. Also in some video games, Wallman has appeared in many video games, including MCW vs. NWO World Tour, WCW Nitro, WF Attitude, 
WWF SmackDown, WWF WrestleMania 2000, WWF No Mercy, WWF SmackDown 2 Know Your Role, WWF With Authority, WWF Road, Road WrestleMania, WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, WWF Raw, WWE uh, 13, downloadable content in WWE 2K14S6, announced in the game by SixPock, and also this new, the latest one, WWE 2K16. His personal life, Walman had a self-described troubled childhood. He was raised by a single mother and called himself unsupervised from age five. He was molested several times and dropped out of school in ninth grade. A love of wrestling and limited career opportunities, whether he's working for free, setting up rings and other odd jobs for local promotions before eventually wrestling himself. At 19, Walman married a woman named Terry. They had two children, a son named Jesse, born in 1992, and daughter, Caitlin, born January 25, 1995. They divorced in 2002, which Walman attributed to incompatibilities in her newfound crystal meth habits. She ran with it. I kept it under control. And nearly before his high-profile TNA exhibition championship match against AJ Styles in October 2002, he injected meth in the bathroom, which led to him forgetting the, fin- the finish to the match. He was soon after gone from TNA. He kicked the habit after, uh, of course, Paul Levesque, we all know as Triple H, tracked him down and paid and paid to send him to rehab. Vince McMahon later paid half the cost, calling Waltman a friend. Waltman was also in a relationship with eventually engaged to Joni Lohr, who formed their course competed as China in the WWF. Later on, Lohr and Waltman split in March 2005. Waltman appeared on the VH1 reality show to Real Life when he visited Lohr in an attempt to reconcile with her. After, Lohr re- after China refused to re- reconcile, Wallman was eventually ejected from the house by the other guests. <clears throat> in an early 2008 interview, Juventud Guerrero, who, who had been working with Waltman in AAA, claimed Waltman had recently tried to commit suicide due, due to depression. The Wrestling Observer reported Waltman's then-girlfriend, Alicia Webb, had found him hanging by his neck in his Mexico City apartment on the verge of death. In a 2013 interview with Steve Austin, Waltman explained that due to Due to a pro cocaine anti marijuana locker room attitude in AAA, he was pressured by Webb to give up the habit for the sake of his job and turned and said to drinking. Never having been a heavy drinker and claiming to hate the taste, he nonetheless began drinking a fifth or more of Oso Negro a day and often argued with Webb. In this argument, he said she hit him several times and broke a picture of his son, successfully attempted to goad him into hitting her. Her son saw Walman land a straight right that knocked her across the room. Drunk and overcome with shame and guilt, he chased about 40 Valium pills with Riccardi rum, wrote a suicide note, and hanged himself with, with a hose from a beam in his rooftop garden before blocking out and waking in a hospital with a catheter and pure red bloodshot eyes. Following the incident, longtime friend Kevin Nash flew to Mexico City and brought Walman to a high-end Houston, Texas psychiatric rehab facility. He shared some, some of his four months there with Matt Bourne, his WF debut opponent 15 years prior. Uh, Wallman praised the facility for its effectiveness and hospitality. At 1.02 p.m. on December 21, 2011, Wallman turned himself in for arrest in St. Petersburg, Florida, on two outstanding charges of possession of a controlled substance, uh, hydrocodone, and one charge of possession of drug paraphernalia. He was not jailed and released from the sheriff's office at 2.24 p.m. after posting a $2,150 bond. Of course, everyone remembers his finishing maneuver. It's a one-two-three kick. Uh, also, the sixth kick, a super kick he did in WWF and WCW. 
the best killer crossface chicken wing in WCW. And of course, moved on as the X Factor, which he did in WWF slash WWE and the independent circuit and TNA. I'd call it the Six Factor in WCW and the Number Six Factor in WSX. The sit out face buster sometimes from the top rope. He also did the Bronco Buster, the Moonsault, the Roundhouse Kick, the Running Leg Drop, the Single Leg Boston Crab, and the Spinning Heel Kick. Uh, some of his stables that he was that he was involved in was, of course, the Million Dollar Corporation, DX, the McMahon Helmsley Faction, of course, the group X Factor, and, of course, the NWO. Of course, uh, managers that uh, he had, of course, China, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, Tori, and, of course, like I said, uh, Alicia Webb. And, of course, he, everyone knows some of his music. Uh, Aaron remembers the infamous one called 123 when he was 123 Kid. Uh, he even used a song by Asia called Don't Cry during his days in the UWF. Uh, I'm sure, like I said, everyone remember, remembers a lot of his other music as well. Uh, his, his accomplishments here, he won the Bad Boys of Wrestling Federation Caribbean Championship once, the Great Lakes Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title <clears throat> once, the GWF Light Heavyweight title, Global Wrestling Federation Light Heavyweight title two times, the Jersey Championship Wrestling one time, and currently holding that belt was Joey Janelia. He is also he also is, was inducted into the Legends Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2011. He was also the Mid Eastern Wrestling Federation Light Heavyweight Champion, the NWA Heritage Champion one time, the Pro Wrestling America Iron Horse Television Championship Champion one once, the PWA Light Heavyweight Champion twice. And the PWA Tag Team Titles one time, also like I said with Jerry Lynn. Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Comeback of the Year for 1998, Tag Team of the Year 1999 when he was teaming up with Kane. He was ranked 21st of the top 500 singles wrestlers in the PWI 500 in 1997. He was ranked 100, 177th of the top 500 singles wrestlers of the PWI years in 2003. He also won the Southeastern Wrestling Alliance. Light heavyweight title once, the TNA X Division Championship one time, and also won the Chris Candido Memorial Tag Team Tournament along with Alex Shelley. During his time in WCW, he won the WCW Cruiserweight Championship once, and also the WCW World Tag Team title one time was, was of course, the Outsiders. During his time in the WWF, he won the European title twice, the Light Heavyweight Championship twice, during his, and also the WCW Cruiserweight Championship once while he was in the WWF. The WWF tag team titles four times, once with Marty Jannetty, once with Bob Holly, and two times with Kane. And also the, uh, the, the WWF World Tag Team Championship Tournament in 95, of course, with Bob Holly. He also won a Sammy Award for the Biggest Heart in 1994. He also won the Extreme Pro Wrestling uh, <clears throat> television title once, and the Wrestling Society X championship contract. He won half of the inaugural number one contenders contract alongside Vampira. And um, there was also uh, there was also, of course, a uh, <clears throat> a, um, a, a going on here. There was a wager going on. It was back in 1998 SummerSlam, uh, <clears throat> a match against Jeff Jarrett. He actually defeated Jeff Jarrett. I think it was a hair versus hair match. It was on August 30th, 1998. So, folks, there you go. There is uh, a rundown here of uh, 
There's a rundown right there here, gentlemen, of the one and only uh, Sean Waltman, who they well know as X-Pac, 6, whatever you want, 2, 3, K, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Gerard, uh, uh, you chose you chose the man here. Your thoughts and opinions on everything everything about the career of uh, X-Pac. Um, he's had a great career. Um great wrestler. He's been one of my favorites uh, since I first laid eyes on him as a like, lightning kid or whatever. Um, and we've seen him grow up facing Razor and uh, the WWF. And then, you know, we've seen him, like you said, you talked about like going through the WWF and then WCW and then TNA and uh, um, like I said, I can't really say some of the matches because he's had probably, whoa, too many, uh, well, not too many, like, too many to mention, uh, great ones, he's a great cruiserweight champion, like you said, he's held, like, two at the same time, he's held, like, five or six altogether, uh, or something like that, uh, great career, uh, Xbox, one of my favorites, he'd be one of my top favorites of all time, always. Absolutely. Uh, John also said he was an awesome competitor, he was the best all around. <coughs> Excuse me. And as a kid in WWF, he got more popularity beating Razor Ramon and getting a WWE Championship match against Bret Hart. So, uh, like I said before, our great competitor here, a uh, lot of stuff we did know, a lot of stuff we did not know, as always. You, you don't know what you'll be able to find uh, here, like I said, on these Wikipedia pages. John did say when he was X-Pac in the WWF, he got a lot of popularity when he joined DX. A favorite match of him being, as being X-Pac was when he took on the Rocket Capital Carnage 98 for the WWE title. <clears throat> that was a... Uh, Remember that match? That was pretty good. Um, the Xbox could have been a potential WWE champion as well. It would have been nice to see him hold the belt as well. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I mean, he came close, I'm sure, a couple of a couple of times, but uh, but unfortunately, he didn't get, he didn't really get, like I said, the big the big belt. So, but uh, gentlemen, thank you one and all here for your your thoughts and opinions on everything regarding the of uh, Xbox. And this Wikipedia file will go back. It will go into the uh, our wiki files page, of course, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS wiki series. Of course, the page is known as WCWS wiki files. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. You're listening to episode number 27 of the second installment of the radio network, NWO Wolfpack, as we, of course, celebrate Counting down to the year 2016, of course, on this New Year's night. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. And also joining us, joining me tonight is, of course, King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, of course, 2014 Hall of Famer, the mainstay here of the radio network, and, of course, the COO of WCWS, as well as <clears throat> on the chat box here tonight from Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShoe.com, the human suplex machine. John Gross. Well, John, we got a few minutes here. I figured that before we get into any wild and wicked fantasy matchups, 
I want to take this opportunity to, and if we had more folks on, I would have, you know, I would love to have heard their thoughts and opinions about this too. Um, about, you know, since the introduction of the radio network here on May 6th of this year, we've had a lot of great moments happen, and there might have been some that may not have been, <clears throat> may not have been as great. But, uh, Gerard, is there any particular times um, between then and, and, and this this have to be this show, it could be any of the shows, is there any particular moments that really stand out in your mind about anything that we did in the radio network? Uh, man, we had some great laughs. We always have a good time. We always get along. Well, sometimes we uh, bicker like uh, family, but that's all right. Uh, in the end, we uh, look out for each other, and uh, we... Uh, been lots of moments, but uh, we just have good times, and uh, we love talking about wrestling, and that's why we're here, and we'll keep it up for the years to come. Absolutely. Um, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as I said many, many times before, I mean, I started this one little thing, you know, with, um, you know, just talking about something, a, a wrestling DVD that I was watching one night, and all of a sudden it has grown to this, 250-plus episodes later, of not only of the Mothership broadcast, WWS Revolution, of course, NWO Wolfpack, which you're listening to right now, uh, <clears throat> WWS Raw Radio, WWS Attitude Radio, of course, the more recent editions, uh, WWS Indie Outlook, and, of course, uh, WWS Wrestling Revisited. And, of course, we hope to get two more shows off the ground here or here pretty soon. Uh, we'll be bringing more information on those momentarily when we get more, when we get them prepped a little bit further. Uh, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I could not personally have been, been able to get all of this done without without those and uh, without those who have definitely, you know, stepped up and and uh, you know really, you know, really given me a humongous hand in in taking care of this. And of course, I'm referring to those folks. I'm referring to, of course, King NWO right here, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, like I said. He has been through pretty much all of them. He, like I said, I'm sure likes to go through all this left and right with a fine-tooth comb. And, you know, if there's something, you know, that might need to fix up or what have you, he always, you know, you know gives us gives us uh, a prior warning, you know, prior to the show or during the show or what have you. And like I said, we do our best to, you know, to, to, to make it right, like I said, going forward throughout the rest of the program. <clears throat> Uh, Michelle Lynn Dodds, of course, the Black Widow. Of course, she has provided with us with many, many ideas on ways that we can make the wrestling show a little bit more fun and try to gain more folks. Um, you know, of course, she she is well known, of course, as overseeing the video vault for us, um, which has been, like I said, a huge success. Uh, I think I last I noted, noted Gerard, there was almost 600 people in the video vault group now. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and of course, her, without her, and of course, a lot of her folks that are helping her out. Like, uh, you know, I, po- we po- I posted a few things on there. George, you posted a few things on there. Other folks have posted some vids on there. But still, I mean, it was some, but still, we like I said, you know, she oversees that with uh, 
with supreme accuracy. I'm, I'm, I'm always in the dead of, like I said, Gerard and Michelle. And, of course, you know, J.D. and John, of course, they have really stepped up to the plate here, you know, especially, you know, J.D. and John taking, taking the reins of Raw Radio and turning it into, I'm sure, a real good success, um, you know, being able to help us uh, – uh, help help us, you know, bring in, bring in um, so many folks here over the last few months. Uh, Jeff and Rhonda, I know they haven't been able to make it on as as much. Uh, they are still, like I said, a huge part of this. Uh, whenever they can make it on, I mean, <clears throat> I definitely do not want to leave them out because you know they are, like I said, I mean, they came, they 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 they, they jumped in, jumped in on this and said, you know, we want like to be a part of this too. And you know, I who could say no to that? Certainly, I can. And I wouldn't say no to that. If if someone offered me a hand in friendship or offered me a a helping hand, I would say no. I would definitely take it just right then and there. Of course, JML. Um, of course, you no know, him. Uh, of course, offering the sponsorship of Helen the Forum Wrestling Discussion, which I'm sure that like I said, the group is still doing great. By the way. Uh, Gerard, I don't know if you've been on Hell in a Forum recently or not, but I'm sure the group is still doing quite well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is very good, good, good. And I know I need to focus on saying that a little bit more here in 2016. I know I have not said that that often, uh, <clears throat> but uh, I even come up with another nickname for uh, BML. I, I think it might be appropriate. And Gerard, you can agree with me with this or not if if you think it's okay. Uh, by maybe just simply referring to him as Mitch, Mr. H-I-A-F. Yeah, that would probably be uh, good. Well, I have to ask him, I, I think that would be good for him. Yeah, because, I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have. Technically, he has referred to H-I-A-F as a sponsor for us, and I have not said that, but I need to say that a little bit more often, and I'm going to start doing that here this coming year. Um, guys, like I said, you know, Kendrick has popped on, Gregory has popped on, you know, Gregory's brought us some some extra added incentive as well with the um, the SoundCloud and the YouTube thing he's trying to continue to work on. But still, uh, <clears throat> but the, anything one brings to the table, regardless of how small or how huge it is, you know the radio network. You know that has prospered. Um, like I said last night, I'm sure you heard. I'm sure, like I said, Gerard, you heard me say this that you know I think we've been kind of blown out the top rope report to a degree. Yeah. Um, so, but um, <clears throat> but I'm sure we have, we might have a few critics here and there, but that's okay. But we also admit we have a lot of folks here who have jumped on here and said, you know, y'all are doing something tremendous. Y'all are doing something great. And who could suppose it's like five or six people sitting in front of their computers and talking on their phones doing this as if we're all under one roof. I mean, that would be great if it was. Believe it or not, I wish it was. I wish it was, but you know, but you know, this is great doing it this way. I mean, it sounds sounds fantastic to me when I listen. Go back and listen to a lot of the replays of it. Um, and I do hope, like I said, I I have been very very effective as you know a leader and a host. Um, I've heard a lot of different things said about how I handle everything here in the radio network. I mean, but I just, I personally have hope, ladies and gentlemen, 
that I, as I said, the founder of WCWS, of course, all the groups on Facebook, and also the founder of the radio network, all all of these shows that you that you hear every week. I hope that I have been able to, I as well as all my friends here, all my great great people, this big WCWS family, has been able to provide you with, you know, wrestling insight, wrestling talk discussion that you probably would never have heard anywhere else before. And, you know, if I had done my if I had done my job the way that I hope that I had done it, I would like to say is is continue to be an honor and it's continued to be a privilege to, like I said, to bring you the best as I have also said before, the best in wrestling discussion. As like I said, going into 2016, and Gerard and John knows this, that the WWS Radio Network will continue to be one thing, and that is your wrestling connection. And we continue to we'll make that a whole lot stronger in 2016. So please continue to listen to us. And those that do, thank you very, very much. And we look forward to, like I said, to continue bringing you all the wrestling talk, the chatter up today, look back at some great moments of yesterday and <clears throat> just having a whole lot of fun in the process. So we hope we bring all the, continue to bring all that to you. As like I said, starting tomorrow we go into the year two thousand and sixteen. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four call ID one three eight five two one pound. This is of course the twenty seventh episode of NWO Wolfpack, the second installment of the radio network and of course the final NWO Wolfpack of two thousand fifteen. And, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, <clears throat> back here with you tonight. Joining me on the line here is the mainstay of, of the radio network and a dual title holder in WCWS and the COO of WCWS, as well as a 2014 Hall of Famer. I am proud to say that's also a great, great man and a tremendous friend, King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, and also from Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoe.com. On the chat box here tonight, always providing you know uh, a lot of information for us in terms of what has happened on this date yesterday <clears throat> and you know, close to today. And of course, I'm talking about the human surplus machine, John Gross. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we have about a few minutes right here, so I think it might be appropriate to probably um, you know kind of end end the show. Uh, like I so said, we have about a little over 30, less than uh, 40 minutes. I think we do a handful of wild and wicked fancy matchups. I hope that sounds good to everybody. Yes, it does. All right. All right, John, be thinking of a match. And it does not have to do with our wrestler profile series tonight unless you want to put him in a match. Uh, so we be thinking of one while Gerard and I come up with ours. Uh, Gerard, my man, uh, lead us off there, please. Uh, who do you have who do you have for a fancy matchup? So. All right, I'm going to put X-Pac in the match. Probably all my matches tonight because I think he's one of the greatest cruiserweight champs. Not the best, but uh, he's one of the best. Um, Okay, let's see. So it's X-Pac versus...
Do you ever face Rey Mysterio? Uh, Might have. If he right? did, if he did, it could have been WCW. But I, that's that's that's. I'm not sure. Well, we'll go with that one, anyways. Well, that would be a good match. Anyway, if that did happen, uh, X Pac versus Rey Mysterio. John, be thinking who you think will win this match. Uh, Gerard, uh, who do you think here, bud? <laughs> you don't have to ask, but I'll tell you anyways. X Pac. Mm. That's right. John. John is saying Mysterio. Uh-huh. Hmm. Ooh. And you know what? This would be, like I said, a tremendous match. Both high flying. Uh, a lot of kick, a lot of kicks, a lot of. Uh, I think both are well known for the Bronco Buster. You might see a lot of those in this match too. I think. Yeah. Uh, right. Indeed. I gotta say X Pac as well. I think he'd be. I think he has a lot, a little bit stronger leg strength for a Bronco Buster than Mysterio would. My personal opinion. But still, it'd be a great. It'd be a match. I bet you. I bet you would probably last about twenty, twenty some minutes. It'd be a oh, great yeah. one. Oh yeah. Um, also here, John's got one. He's got X Pac in his match here as well. X Pac taking on one half of the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto. Ooh. Yes. Uh, Gerard, what do you think? X Pac taking on Kalisto. I'm going with X Pac. There you go. He's sticking with X Pac. Okay. John, who do you think would pull off the win in your match here, X-Pac versus Kalisto? John's going with X-Pac in this match, okay? And, you know, I'm going to say the same thing, too. I, that would also be one that would last probably a good 20, 30 minutes. Another high-flying match. You know, a bunch of jumping off the top rope and all that good stuff. I'm sure X-Pac could probably still do that now, despite, you know, in his 40s. I'm sure he could still do that. Uh, I haven't seen it that much. But uh, I'm sure he can still do it. Uh, I'm gonna do X Pac in mind for the first volley here. Uh, let me see. Hmm. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do a tag match involving him. I'm gonna say X Pac teaming up with. Uh, hmm. Ooh, I got him. X-Pac teaming up with Stone Cold Steve Austin against, mm, I know this I know this would never happen, but it's like, it's just a what-if sort of thing, against the team of, and I know what you're going to say if I say this, against the Outsiders. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. oh. <laughs> Gerard, your thoughts on this match, please. Um. Huh. And I have to go outside it. Yep. And believe it or not. I'm going to do the same thing, and I'm going to explain. How, I'm sure you would agree this this was, this could possibly happen. John is also saying the outsiders as well. Here's what here's what happens. <clears throat> the 
that during the match, Stone Cold finally tags in X Pac. When he gets when when X Pac gets ready to attack, I think it was to say it's Scott Hall. X Pac gives a kick to Stone Cold, and then he walk and he jumps out. He goes back to the outside of the ring and throws Austin in, and Scott Hall. Uh, Scott Hall pins Stone Cold for the one, two, three. So there you go. Kind of a little bit of a turn right there. <laughs> so that, I'm sure that's going to be a great storyline right there about <clears throat> about that the really two or three between Stone Cold, Stone Cold, and Xbox. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, great round here so far, guys. Uh, John, be thinking of another match, and like I said. Pick whoever you want to. Uh, Gerard, uh, let's hear what you have next there, bud. Uh, let's see what I can think of. Uh, okay, we'll do six-man tag team. Of course, on one team, you got X-Pac, and his partner is Kid Cash and Jerry Lynn. Mm. And they are fighting Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko. And Chris Jericho. Oh, X Pac, Jerry Lynn, and Kid Cash versus Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko, and Chris Jericho. Oh, wow, that's an that's an HFS moment right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit in the cruiserweight division. <laughs> yes, indeed, it blows up big time. John is already is actually saying. The team of X Pot, Jerry Lynn, and Kid Cash. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on this six man tag? Yeah, I'm going with that team as well. And I'm going to have to say the same thing. Absolutely. There you go. The men with the three, with the O's and the N of their names that could not pull the win off. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, John, uh, be thinking of another match here, bud. And I will, uh, and we'll talk about it. And I'll be thinking of one too. Uh, ooh, he's got a monster mash battle royal. So we're talking the big guys here this time, Gerard. So this is going to be a good one. Okay, okay. He's got Andre the Giant versus King Kong Bundy versus Big John Stud versus Yokozuna versus Viscera versus The Big Show versus Akeem versus Mark Henry. Oh, and also versus The Great Khali versus Kane. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> And, 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 well, John, I mean, Gerard, the kids just keep on coming. He's also added Brodus Clay and Kurgan as well. Oh. 
holy shit, man. Where the hell are you going to put all these guys? Yes, well, I'd like to know. You got like three or four rings? Because they're not all going to fit in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you got to do here, you got to do like what they did with War Games. You got to put two yeah, rings. Yeah, I was going to say. If you got to put two all rings. all that weight, one ring, you'd have it exploded. Yeah, the ring, the ring, the ring would actually be uh, would be a hip hop artist dream. It would be lowered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. Uh, John, who do you think would pull off the win this massive monster match battle royal? Uh, Gerard, what do you think, man? What do you think here? Uh, this is this is interesting here. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Uh, John has a good mind of thinking for stuff. Uh, Yes, he does. I'm thinking Andre. You're taking Andre, okay. I'm going to take, and this is going to be a wild card here. And John be thinking about who do you think would win this. And John's going to agree with you, Gerard. He's going to say Andre as well. Um, and me, I guess I'll have to be the odd man out here, fellas. I mean, Andre, I'm sure, would probably last in there towards the end, but I'm going to say the ultimate wild card here. Hmm. Believe it or not, I'm going to, I know how I keep repeating myself when I say this. I'm going to say the big show. That would be an old, the old that would be a old, the ultimate uh <clears throat> Uh, that'd be a close one right there towards the end. I think Andre and the Big Show would be towards the end. I think in that um, because that's always been hinted as the ultimate fantasy matchup right there. Anyway, so but uh, uh, John, excellent matchup here, bud. Excellent match. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. If you remember the match from the Great American Bash in 1990, the world title match between Sting and Flair for the world title. Um, but I have got what 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 reason why I bring that up is because if you remember, they had four wrestlers surround the ring to make sure that the four horsemen at the time. And the four horsemen was was <clears throat> the other members was Barry Windham, um, let's see, Arn Anderson and Sid Vicious, and uh, Ole Anderson was handcuffed to El Gigante during that match. Make sure he didn't interfere in that match as well. But the way I'm going to do this is. The four men that was around ringside, they were they referred to themselves as the dudes with attitude, what they were called at the time. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious in there representing the four horsemen, taking on the dudes with attitude, and they were, and I quote, the Steiner brothers, the Junkyard Dog, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Gerard, your thoughts on the Horsemen versus the Dudes with Attitude? Eight-man tag. Who do you think? Ooh! The Four Horsemen. 
There you go. Uh, John, your thoughts here? John's also saying that. And I'm going to say the same thing, too. I'm going to definitely say the horseman in that. Because we all remember Sting was able to win the world title. But that was, I think that was the first time Sting won the world belt. Was that that pay-per-view in 1990, I think. <clears throat> Great matches all around once again here, folks. And we got a little more than 20 minutes to spare, so we got plenty of time here. We're going to just keep rocking, right on rocking and rolling. Uh, John, be thinking of another fancy matchup here. And uh, Gerard, my man, bring one to us. All right. Uh, all right. Let's do the Toxic, toxic Twins. X-Pac and my boy, Scott Hall. Mm. Versus, let's see, let's see. That would face them. Um, I think all the teams are scared of them there, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go NXT while he's in the main roster now, but. Doesn't matter. Uh, Baron Corbin and Prince Pretty. Oh, the Toxic Twins, X-Pac and Scott Hall versus Baron Corbin and Prince Pretty here. Uh, great matchup here. Um, I think I think we all know what Gerard is going to say. But, you know, <laughs> for the record here, Gerard, we got to hear what it is. And then who is it? It's Scott Hall. An X Pac. There you go. John is also agreeing with you, and I'm going to say the same thing. John has a manager match. Mm. Oh. Okay. James E. Cornette taking on Paul Heyman. Well, this Gerard? is no uh, dumb luck for me. It's Paul Heyman. <laughs> yes, sir. That's a dangerous pick there, bud. Coin the pun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pun intended. Uh, nope. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and, uh, John, your thoughts on your match, Cornette versus Heyman? He's going with Heyman. And you know what? I got to give, and you've heard me say this a couple times, too, I got to give the devil his due. He's making a, he's, he's making a, you know, run, run and wrap it all over the WWE here with, uh, of course, uh, uh, Mich- uh, the man Michelle wants more than anything, and of course, the one name that you can say with, you can say with uh, uh, pure action, if you will. <clears throat> I'm not even gonna try to say it because I cannot mock greatness like what you bring. <laughs> there it goes. So you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, I am going to say Paul Heyman 
<laughs> yeah. In his Twitter handle, Heyman Hustle. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I've never seen that yet. Heyman Hustle, okay. Great match there, John, as always. Of course, putting the managers in there this time. Uh, let's put... Hmm. Ooh, okay, this is good. I'll go back to X-Pac again, but this time we're going to do a Battle of the Personas match. Yeah, I've done these two or three different times. X-Pac is going to take on the 1-2-3 kid. Gerard, your thoughts? X-Pac would win. Okay. Uh, John, X-Pac versus the 1-2-3 kid, a Battle of the Personas match. You're saying X-Pac as well, and I will say the same thing too. Uh, great matches here so far here, gentlemen. Uh, I'll take care of this one more time. one <clears throat> call ID 138-521-POUND. You're listening to episode number 27 of the second installment of the WWS Radio Network, the final <clears throat> broadcast of this for the year 2015. Of course, I'm referring to NWO Wolfpack. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you on this New Year's Eve night. <clears throat> of course, I also have with me here in the studio, <laughs> yes, King NWO GTS, Javar K. Smith, of course, the mainstay of the radio network, the COO of WWS, a dual title holder in WWS, and also <clears throat> a 2014 Hall of Famer. And also join us on the chat box tonight, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, from Raw Radio, every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> uh, so let's see here. Uh, Gerard, uh, I think we've all, we we can probably go, we can go maybe a couple more rounds here, I think, before we end the night. So Gerard, my man, uh, hit us up with another fantastic fantasy matchup. Gerard, are you still there, sir? Okay, he has appeared. He has stepped away for a moment, so I will be. I will come back to him momentarily. Uh, John, if you want to go ahead and pop up a fantasy matchup here, I will go ahead and talk about it. <clears throat> and while you do that, I'll be thinking of one as well. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, please by all means be sure to listen to all of our past episodes of all the shows here in the radio network by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Radio History. Of course, that is, of course, WWS Radio Archives. You can listen to all the past episodes of Wolfpack, Revolution, Attitude Radio, Raw Radio, Indie Outlook, and Wrestling Revisited. Plus, you can listen to all of our listen to all the promos that I do for each of the shows, uh, <clears throat> and you know that you get quite fascinated with everything that we talk about in the world of professional wrestling, the present to the past. It makes no difference if it's wrestling. We are going to talk about it. Like I said, you, and be sure to join that. Like I said, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Radio History, <clears throat> and uh, be sure, like I said, to definitely check that out. Uh, Gerard, have you made it back on, sir? 
Okay, he has not. So John already has one. We'll go ahead and talk about this. Uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, the lunatic French, taking on Kurt Angle. Hmm. Great match there, John. As always, uh, of course, former member, uh, of course, a member of the Shield, Dean Ambrose versus the Olympic gold medalist. Of course, uh, um, multiple winner championships in the WWE, and now, of course, in DNA. Uh, in this, and uh, John, be thinking about who you think will pull. And you say you said Kurt Angle is going to pull the win off of this, okay? I got to also say Kurt Angle as well. Uh, I think Kurt Angle. Um, has a little bit of edge, a little bit of uh, experience edge in him, uh, but this would be a good match with less about I'm sure, I'm sure a good 30 minutes. But I'll definitely have to say Kerrang will put a, definitely pull the win off in this as well. Uh, Gerard, have you made it back on, sir? Gerard, have you made it back? Don't you dare be sour. Oh, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we almost had a heart attack here in the studio. The host almost went down. <laughs> oh, man. We need well, backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepare to back him up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, John came up with a match while we were waiting on you here, bud. Um, we have both already answered. His match was Dean Ambrose taking on Kurt Angle. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Dean Ambrose. And believe it or not, both he and both I, John and I both have said Kurt Angle. I, mean, I know that that's something Michelle would never would what? never. John said Kurt Angle? He didn't say Dean Ambrose? He said Angle, yeah. He came up with the match. Holy shit, man, I'm going to fall over. (laughs) I am, too. I always (laughs) is Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I know. Tell me about I don't know. Maybe he's turning over another leaf or something. I'm not sure. We'll have to get J.D. to research this boy's mind here. This is something else. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, Gerard, uh, go ahead, my man. Uh, uh, we'll go ahead and let's get your fancy matchup out, out here, please, sir. All right. Um, hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, uh. All right, it's not going to... Well, wait a second. Um... Hmm. Family, um, 
a family match and a six-man tag all rolled into one here. Mm. You've got Scott Hall along with X-Pac and Scott Hall's son, Cody, taking on the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, his son, Ted Jr., and also uh, um, the valet, the, the bodyguard, Virgil. My goodness. Holy moly. That's all i got to say about it. Uh, Gerard, your, your six-man tag, who do you think would pull the win off in this? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. The Halls and X-Pac. There you go. The Halls are alive with X-Pac. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John, your thoughts on the six-man tag? Who do you think pull the win off in this? I'm definitely going to say the Halls and X-Pac myself. And John is saying Hall, Hall and X-Pac and Hall's son Cody as well. So Scott Scott and Cody Hall proved to be a very formidable tag team. Yes, indeed. Uh, <clears throat> and let's see, John already did his, and uh, you've done yours, Gerard. Now it's my turn here. Let's see here. Uh, hmm. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Well, this is this is. I think we've done this before, but I'm gonna do it again with an added stipulation. This match is going to take place inside <clears throat> Hell in a Cell, and it's going to be Goldberg taking on the Undertaker. But before before we talk about it. Uh, Gerard, I would watch where you step there, buddy, because I think a certain spider had, has made her way onto the studio floor here. Uh, um, got some initials on it, too. What does that say, Gerard? L-L-D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, it is Gerard's tag team partner, of course, on Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9 right here on TalkShoot.com. The first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer, and one, <clears throat> and like I said, one half of the Attitude Radio broadcast team. The lovely, lovely, as always, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Michelle, welcome to the final Wolfpack of 2015, episode number 27. <clears throat> of course, you got me here, Chad, and also Gerard and John in the chat box. That's all we got here tonight. I am so sorry that I am extremely freaking late, but it's a long story, and I don't care to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite all right. That's okay. Gerard and John and I have uh, we uh, our wrestler profile series. Of course, was Gerard's choosing, and Gerard the pick tonight was X Pac. Oh, so the so Gerard's favorite. Yes, and I will put that Wikipedia page on our Wiki Files um, Facebook page. So you can take a look at that. Read, you'll find out some pretty interesting stuff about them. That yeah, we read some stuff that I didn't know, and I'm sure there's some stuff there that probably even Gerard didn't even know, and you, there might be some stuff you probably you didn't probably even know on there either. Uh, so it surprised the heck out of me. Uh, 
But uh, we're right now in the middle of our wild and wicked fantasy matchups. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm really sorry I'm late, y'all. I'm really sorry. It happens. It's quite all right. It happens, yeah. That's quite all right. That is quite all right. That, uh, <clears throat> uh, but uh, uh, we, we'll go ahead and uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, oh, it was. Oh, that's right. We're right in the middle of doing one that I just now fixed up, Michelle. I'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and squeeze you in there. We'll do. We'll do one more round and go over eleven o'clock, with it being, of course, New Year's Eve night. So that's quite all right. Uh, <clears throat> what I did was a Hell in a Cell match. Goldberg mm. taking on the Undertaker. Mm. Yes. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts here on this Hell in a Cell match? Goldberg taking on the Undertaker. Rest in peace, Goldberg DVD. <laughs> Goldberg DVD. <laughs> there you go. Michelle, Michelle your thoughts on this on this cell match? Goldberg versus the Undertaker. <laughs> Um, damn. Uh, I'm going to say Goldberg. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, And John is saying, all he's saying is, rest in peace, Goldberg. So apparently he's going with the Undertaker in this. And I think there's no surprise here. I'm actually going to say Goldberg. Um, We got to tell you about one match that John made a few moments ago, Michelle. He made a match between Dean Ambrose and Kurt Angle. Gerard had oh. to step away. Well, Gerard had to step away for a little bit, and so I just told John to go and get his made up, and we will talk about it. And John and John and I both, and and when I told Gerard, this, Gerard was in shock. John and I both chose Kurt Angle. Really? We, think he, we we did not think he was going to choose Angle, but he did. And huh. even, it, it even shocked Gerard. Oh. I mean, did he say uh, holy FS? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, not in that moment. I've said it all night, but uh, I almost fell over. I picked Dean Ambrose for once, and he picked Kurt Angle. See, I would have picked Dean Ambrose, too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's run down a few of these and see what she what, what she thinks here, uh, Gerard. Uh, especially, um, let's see. Um, here, I'll do the one I just did, uh, the 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 six man tag team. Yeah, go ahead. You go go. You, 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 it's your match. You do it. Go ahead. Tell what. Yeah, go ahead and tell what that was. All right. It's uh, X Pac, Scott Hall, his son Cody Hall, versus. Million Dollar Man, Ted Jr., and Virgil. Ooh. I'm going to say X-Pac and Hall and uh, his son. Halls we all and, said. The Halls and X-Pac, yeah, that's what we said, too. The Halls are alive with X-Pac. <laughs> the halls are in the pot. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of halls, man. Jeez. Ugh. That makes your stomach hurt after a while. Yeah, I want to make my stomach hurt. I've been drinking you know beer, popping cold pills, eating halls. 
I think didn't earlier Rhonda and JML both say they were done with about the same thing? Uh, well, I said I had the cold or flu, and JML said he probably had the same thing. No, uh, Rush has bronchitis or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, so I guess it's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it is. Some of the matches John had, um, <clears throat> Michelle, you might get blown away by this. I let me see what's one. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta tell you this one. A monster mash battle royal, which we did. Oh. And this is a, no, and this is ultimately. And Gerard said this best. They would have to do it war game style, which would have to be in two rings. Because these, these are technically all big guys in this. So. <clears throat> Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, Big John Stud, Yokozuna, Viscera, Big Show, Akeem, Mark Henry, The Great Kali, Kane, Brodus Clay, and Kurgan. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, hold on, say that yeah. again. <laughs> Andre the Giant. On Tessie, right? I know. Yeah. And it's a technically a monster match. I mean, these are all monsters. Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, Big John Stud, Yokozuna, Viscera, Big Show, Akeem, Mark Henry, Great Kali, Kane, Brodus Clay, and Kurgan. Um, I'm going to say Mark Henry. Well, Gerard and John both said Andre. And I said Big Show. Uh, oh. John, John, and 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 this would be a no-brainer for you, Michelle. I'm going to tell you another one he did. A manager match. James E. Cornette taking on Paul Heyman. Oh, Mr. Heyman. We all said Heyman, yes. <clears throat> uh... He also did X Pac take it on Kalisto of the Lucha Dragons. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. That would be a really good one. Uh uh. I'm gonna say X Pac. Okay. I think I think uh Gerard, me and you said the same thing and John actually No, John said the same thing too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, no. The one I did was X Pac versus, or was it, or or did you, or or Gerard, did you do it? Was it X Pac versus Mysterio? I think you did that. No, you did that. That's I did that one. Don't you take yeah. the credit for that? No, I'm not trying to take no. Okay, I'm, making, I, I'm double checking everybody. I'm trying to get all the peas in the pot here. Um, um, Gerard and I both said X Pac. John was with Ray Mysterio. Um, sorry, Gerard. I love you, but I'm a huge Rey Mysterio fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now sorry. here's one. I, <laughs> here's one that I did. Here's one that I did. Um, based on the match from Great American Bash 1990, the uh, uh, the the match between Ric Flair and Sting for the belt. They had the extra stipulations and everything like that. That it's an eight-man. I based it based on all this. It's an eight-man tag pitting 
the four horsemen, which were, which which I will base it on who was in the horsemen at the time, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious, versus the four men that surrounded the ring that kept the horsemen away during the match. They were known as the Dudes with Attitude, and they were the Steiner Brothers, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and the Junkyard Dog. Oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, I would have to say the horsemen. We all did that, too. Uh, let's see. What was another one? There was one, so one other one that I did. Oh, yes, 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 yes. With a good, with a good ending to it. I think you'll love the ending after I tell you this, but I'll go ahead and tell you the match. X-Pac teaming up with Stone Cold Steve Austin to take on the Outsiders. <laughs> oh, hell's bells. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I have to say the Outsiders. We all said the same thing, and, I, and what I said basically what happened was Stone Cold tagged in X-Pac, but when it looked like X-Pac was getting ready to attack, I, I said it was Scott Hall in the ring against Stone Cold. I mean, X-Pac, X-Pac turned around and and gave a huge kick to, to Stone Cold's face. And Scott Hall pinned him one, two, three. Boom. And X-Pac rejoined up with the Outsiders. Nice. Yes, thank you. Hey, Joe, what's that one that I did there? I did a, I did a pretty good one. I can't remember. I did uh, X-Pac, Jerry Lynn. Who was the third one? Kid Cash. Kid Cash versus... Dean Malenko, Y2J, and Rey Mysterio. Yes. Oh. Oh. Gerard, you're going to hate me. I have to go with Y2J's oh, oh, you team. Oh, you should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I have to go with Chris Jericho's team. <clears throat> no, that's all right. And I call that team Old Boy because all their their last names end with O. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, here they come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to do one more round here. Like I said, we're going to manage to squeeze the Black Widow in in, in here to one more round here of uh, fantasy matchups here. And uh, don't take that literally, Michelle, by the way. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, Gerard, um, throw us out one more fantasy matchup to end the fun, to end the last episode of Wolfpack for the year. All right. Well, the way you say it, we need to go with a bang. Bang. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. I bounced. Bang with a bang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bang. Okay, yes. Yeah. All right. 
12-man tag team. One side got to have X-Pac in it. So X-Pac with the team of... Hmm. Uh, gotta have his brothers in it, so let's do it like this. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. HBK, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. Oh, the one team. They're going to be versus. Think of something good to think about. Uh, why don't we do? Ah, screw it. We'll do NXT. So we'll do. Baron Corbin. We want Big Cass. We want uh, that's two. Blake and Murphy. That's four. And we'll do Dash and Wilder. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The Click versus Team NXT here. 12 man tag team match. Uh, before we get to everyone's responses, I will let you know that we had somebody else here kind of jump in here to the studio at the very last second. It is uh, uh, also uh, <clears throat> uh, one of John's partners from Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, the 2015 Hall of Famer, the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., welcome to the final Wolfpack of 2015. Hey, guys, I just came in real quick. Let's wish you all guys a happy new year and two simple words. Roll Tide. Roll. Oh, Are you drunk? Okay. No, Alabama's beating the crap out of Michigan State, thirty-one nothing right now mm. in the Cotton Bowl. So I just wanted to call and wish you guys happy New Year. I'll be back tomorrow night, so just calling in real quick to wish you guys a happy, wonderful New Year. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Aaron, and enjoy the rest of your New Year's night, there, partner. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Bye. And as quickly as he pops on, he leaves. Okay. He has we'll to go me. get busy. <laughs> getting drunk or getting never mind, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> well it could be both. Hell who knows. Hey, 
okay, all right. Maybe using the bottle. Oh, okay, that's, ooh, that's nasty. Okay. Anyway, uh, Gerard, <clears throat> the Click versus Team NXT 12-man tag. Who would pull a win off in this? The Click, baby. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Michelle, your your thoughts here, uh, uh, your thoughts on the Click versus Team NXT 12-man uh, tag. Well, that would be one hell of a Royal Rumble. Uh but I'm going with the click as well. Okay. John is also saying the click. And uh, and drawing Michelle, before I give you my answer, he John has made a request. He wanted he wants to call in and make a speech before we end the show. Do you think we ought to let him do it? Yeah. yeah I don't care. Okay. Uh, John, uh, I'll let you know, bud. You can, but wait just a few few, few more minutes. He wants to talk about the new year. That's what he wants to talk about. So we'll get we'll just give us a few minutes, bud, and I'll let you know when you can do it. So just stand by on that. <clears throat> uh, John already has a matchup here. We'll go ahead and get his out of the way. His last match of Wolf, on Wolfpack tonight will be Bret Hart taking on the Ultimate Warrior. Ooh. I don't think they ever faced each other, did they? No. I don't. I don't. I know. I don't remember. Uh, Ever seen that? Uh, Gerard Bret Hart versus the Ultimate Warrior. Bret Hart. Uh, I'm going to go with the Canadian. Uh, Bret Hart. Definitely, yeah. She, Sorry, I mean, yeah. I love the Warrior. Yeah. She's in love with the Canadian man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see where I heard that from later. <laughs> uh, and John saying Bret Hart, and I'm a Warrior fan too, but I got to say Bret Hart too. Um, uh, Michelle, if you have one, please, yes. uh, so go ahead, bring it to us. Okay, let's see here. Um, I'm going to do a three-man, holy shit, no, six-man tag. Okay. On one side, <coughs> sorry, on one side it's Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens and for well no hold on Kevin son of a bitch I can't talk to him Kevin Owens Seth Rollins just had it in my head Oh my god! I just went completely, totally brain dead. Kevin Owens. <laughs> I feel like I'm counting. And Wade Barrett versus. <clears throat> um, let's make it fun and old school. Uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X. Oh, I love you, Gerard. (laughs) (laughs) So so Michelle has come up with a six-man tag. It is Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, and Wade Barrett taking on the the infamous Wolfpack themselves, Hall, Nash, and X-Pac. All his favorites. Yeah. Uh, Gerard, um, what do you think? I'll ask you that one. 
down where? Down there. The wolf pack. <laughs> mm. uh, Michelle, you're a six-man tag. Who would pull the win off of this? Um... 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 <laughs> Gerard, don't hate me, because, like, this is hard, but... Uh, I'm going to go with Rollins' team. Rollins? Surprisingly. Hmm. John is saying the Wolfpack as well, and i got to say the Wolfpack, too. Uh, <clears throat> great matches all around here, guys. Uh, let's see, Gerard, you did yours, John did his, and Michelle, you did yours, and I will come up with one more. <laughs> and let me see if I can come up with one that will not get my butt kicked by Michelle. Uh, uh, hmm. That's the last thing I need is a New Year's butt kicking. Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Let's see. I'm going to do an eight-man battle royal. I'll, I'll try to end it with a bang here, too. Not to outdo anybody at all. Just like this sun does just come to me. <clears throat> and it's going to be involving. Let's see. A lot of our favorites that we have talked about here over and over. Uh, it's, and you, you'll you'll you hear some from today and hear some from yesterday. We'll say uh, it will involve Randy Orton. Oh my. Sting. Oh my. Uh-huh. Scott Hall. Oh, my. <laughs> Bret Hart. Oh, my. Hulk Hogan. Mm. Ric Flair. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll throw in a couple of those guys, too. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, that's good. AJ Styles. Oh, poop. And James Storm. Mm. Gerard. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I knew I would. I knew I would hear that. Yes, I know. I was prepared for that. I know. Gerard, uh, your thoughts on this eight man battle royal? Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Scott Hall. <laughs> Michelle, your thoughts <laughs> on this eight-man battle royal? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is tough. But unfortunately, as we all know, I have to go with the Viper. She's going with Randy Orton here. Uh, John, <clears throat> um, okay. You would have to maybe repeat it, wouldn't you, John? Oh boy! <clears throat> if, I, if, if I if I lose one in any way, y'all pat me up on this. Okay, okay. Never mind. He's already said one. He said Orton. He's going with he's going with you, Michelle, and saying Randy Orton. The dog also says Randy Orton too. By the way, I heard him say Orton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've got to say, my own match. Uh. In honor of you, Michelle, I'm going to say James Storm. 
Mm. I love that man. Good Lord, have mercy. Jesus. Exactly. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much here for providing us with some some great wrestling uh, fantasy matchups here. And, of course, Gerard, I cannot thank you once again enough, my man, for bringing us some very interesting wrestling news tidbits. Um, Michelle, believe it or not, John only had one piece of wrestling history. I think you might find this pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Let me try to find it here. The only one that he had was on this date in 2011, Brock Lesnar retired from MMA. Yes, that's true. Yes. Excuse me, I that, was the, that was the only one that they had for the whole for for. for yes, for, for that's the, very true. I remember that day. So. I think I cried. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine John Gross made a special request tonight. He wanted to talk about the new year. Uh, uh, so, John, if you want to pop on, sir, uh, we'll be standing by here for you. And I do believe that he has made it on here. Uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that he has made it on here. Uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he has. There he is. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, this is the one and only human superstition, John Gross. Pile driver. Oh my god, playing pile driver. <laughs> the human suspect machine John Gross from Raw Radio has joined us here. Uh uh John, uh, very interesting interesting there, bud. I, I didn't know you were able to find pile driver. Well, you know, it's one of my favorite things, so I decided, you know what? Well, I surprised you all with that. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to come out here and uh, call call you guys and say and say how much how much grateful I am that you guys that you guys gave me and JD an opportunity for this Monday night broadcast. I mean Monday afternoon broadcast. What am I saying? But um, you know, I had I've had real fun with it every Monday. I've had real fun. I mean, 2015 July, I mean, Lord knows, if I hadn't met you guys, you guys know that if I hadn't met you guys, there's no place I would rather be. But you know something, guys? You guys are the best. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, say Happy New Year to you all. But you know what? As I look, as I look at you guys, you guys have already give, given me the respect, given me the commandment, and Chad, as my boss, as my boss, I would like to say thank you for the opportunity that you've given me and JD. You've given me and JD the greatest, the greatest talk shoot recording ever here on Monday afternoon, and we are continuing to kick butt. Not only for our all of our uh, all of our shows like Wolfpack Revolution and Attitude Radio and Indie Radio and Wrestling Revisited, we have kicked some butt, guys. And there's no way of saying that, but WCWUS Revolution, like you said, Chad, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be here today if you didn't have WC. I wouldn't be, I mean, I wouldn't be here if you didn't have WCWUS Revolution. I wouldn't be here if JD added me to you guys, and I certainly wouldn't be on Raw Radio if Gerard and Michelle said no. But Gerard, Michelle, Chad, 
I also want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I want to tell you how much I'm appreciative of you guys giving me the show. I want to say how much how much grateful I am to you. And Monday Night Raw Radio on 2016 is going to continue on. 2016 is going to be the year of WCWS Revolution all the way, baby. <laughs> First off, oh, John, John, I First love you, John. Yeah, I love we you, all too, get and, and I'll tell you the truth, John. First off, for, uh, it's been a while since I've said this, but you've actually kind of made me speechless here. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, is, you know, of course, I, I saying saying my pleasure would not be enough for, even for me. I definitely would have to say, you know, I would uh <clears throat> it's our pleasure, like I said, to you know, if it wasn't like I said for you for, for you know, to to bring you and J D on here and of course in the process through uh thick and thin here come up with something to kind of you know, kinda of quench the palate for wrestling yet to come and uh, and of course, what better way to do that than talking about Raw before it comes on? Uh, so, by all means, like I said it's an honor and a privilege. You know that for of course for I also give you you and JD kudos for continued success of Raw Radio. Of course, with Gerard being a permanent part of the team now, along with you know I think Kendrick and Gregory as well. Uh, <clears throat> another show, like I said, uh, um, you know, could not be. It could not be like I said in be- in better hands and all that, and of course, uh, uh, if it wasn't for like everyone here involved with all the shows here, Gerard, Michelle, you, John, like I said, JD, JML, Jeff, Rhonda, Gregory, Kendrick, <clears throat> everyone who's all now officially involved with all this, uh, Captain Dave, I will have good props to him too. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be we wouldn't be here still doing this. I mean, it would probably just fall flat on my face, but. Between May 6th of this year and tonight, we have done more than 250 episodes in the radio network, and we continue to strive strong, and we'll get a little bit bigger with two more shows, hopefully getting started here and, and under the horizon, and <clears throat> and continue life and success with our existing shows, and we've named them off here one by one. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, on that note, uh, with about, let me see here. Can uh, I say one thing real quick? Sure, please. Uh, if it wasn't for Gerard, I would have never known about the show, period, and never would have called in that night and surprised you and mm-hmm. got hooked because Gerard is fucking hilarious. Excuse my language, but he is freaking hilarious. Um, yes. And I love all of you like family. I think you all are great. I think these shows have really taken off. Um, we have a great panel of people. Uh, I, Gerard, to you, I love you dearly. You know this. And I absolutely love doing the show with you on Saturday night because, well, it's rated R and we just do it our way. But to you, Chad, as well, thank you for everything that you do, too. Um, and like I said, you're all family to me, and I love you all very, very dearly. Well, we all love you too, Michelle, and 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 it's been a pleasure. You guys have been on our show, and it's 
really been a real fun here in 2015, but 2016 will be even more better with you guys because because we got more shows to do on Raw Radio. We're gonna have the first year of the new of 2016 on the Raw Radio, and you know what? If there's any if there's anybody, let me let me just say this, Michelle. I'm stealing your rant. I'm I'm sorry I have to do this, babe, but I gotta do it. Go ahead. You would mind. If anyone does not like the way we we sound on our radio, if anyone does not like the way we we do this, and you know what, I don't care. I don't care whether whether it's um our their radio shows or our stuff. I don't care. We do a fa- we do a fantastic job, Chad. You have done an amazing job since you've done this in May. I'm not. I'm giving you all the credit in the world, Chad. You have been the very best thing to ever hit WCW US Revolution. And you know what? If there's anyone that doesn't like it, guess what? They can just Gerard, Chad, Michelle. Can you excuse my language? They can just fuck it. <laughs> 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 I couldn't. I couldn't have put in better words myself, John. I do greatly do appreciate this. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I just wanted to talk to you guys about the uh, about all all of this, and it came from my heart, guys. But you know, I hope you guys enjoy your New Year's. I'll be back on the chat box tomorrow, and hopefully, hopefully on Monday we'll we'll get the first raw of 2016 going. And who knows? We might have a surprise guests too. Who knows? Well, we can't wait to look forward to hearing the first Raw Radio of 2016 this Monday yeah. afternoon, three to five, right here. You on guys have a great night. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year, John. Before I go, before I go, Gerard, don't drink an awful lot, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> John, we do really appreciate that, partner. We will talk to you on the chat box tomorrow night on the first revolution of 2016. All right. Adios, amigos. Adios. Thanks. And, of course, you definitely check John. That made me cry. He did, he did to me, too. Uh, like I said, he made me speechless here. And, of course, you can catch John along with J.D. and, and of course, Gerard and... Uh, Gregory and Kendrick every Monday afternoon at three, from three to five, right here on TalkShow.com. Call D one three eight seven four four for WWS Raw Radio, and I'm sure the first Raw Radio of 2016 will end up being a humongous, humongous hit. Uh, <clears throat> of course, tomorrow night we mark a, another milestone. Tomorrow night, of course, will be the very first Revolution of 2016, as we, <clears throat> of course, do our regular thing. The re- our News headlines of the fir- of the first day of the year, as well as of course uh, history and birthdays, our wrestler profile series, which will be mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see who the very first wrestler profile we do for the year 2016, and of course the one and only segment that is, will continue to expand for a very long time: wild and wicked fantasy matchups. But with about 30 minutes left to go before 2015 is over, with <clears throat> I got to give my kudos here tonight. 
the king NWOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, as I, all, as I always say, the 2014 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, the mainstay here of the radio network, and also <clears throat> a dual title holder here in WCWS, as well as, of course, his partner from Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9, right here on TalkShoe.com, the Paula Heyman to his Paul Heyman, we'll say, the lovely, lovely black widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, I think she has put the MLD spider to sleep, I think, for the night. Uh, it's going to officially enjoy the new year. Um, <laughs> I'll be all rested up for tomorrow night's show, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, she, uh, she's sleeping on her Viper pillow. On oh, a Viper pillow? Ah, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting indeed. <clears throat> and uh, John actually informed me on Facebook, Facebook because he had just gotten off the chat box here. Raw went with a 2.47 rating this past Monday. Really? What do you say? Two point four seven. Yeah, I am too. But um, we'll have definitely have to make this. We'll probably mention this first thing here on Revolution tomorrow night. So for that, the I start calling Gerard. Start saying Gerard as the Ice Man. I don't know why I get right ready to say that. And Gerard's going <laughs> to slap me here in a few minutes. King well, hey, I do put ice in my beer. So that, well, there you go. Okay, I guess that would fit then. Uh, the <laughs> king, the, the king of beers. I'm sorry, king of the. <laughs> King NWOGPS, Gerard Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross. This is Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you so much for joining us here for the year 2015. We will talk to you on the very first revolution tomorrow night from 9 to 11. Of course, the first one of the new year from, of course, call ID 138055-POUND. Be sure to listen to all of our past shows here of the of the radio network <clears throat> on WWS Radio Archives, Facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash WWS Wrestling History, I mean, Radio History, I'm sorry, which also you'd be able to find on, on their episode number five of Revolution was the debut of the Black Widow. That's also been marked on there, too. So, <laughs> that, that, so that, that, I, I earmarked that for them, for, for, for everyone on the show, so that they'll know whenever you first popped on. So there you go. <clears throat> so, so for like I said, Gerard, uh, I about said JD, but he was only on for a short time. Uh, Gerard, <laughs> Michelle, John, and 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 I'll and I'll say, even though he was on for two seconds, the Iceman, JD, Jared DiGiromo, this is Mr. WS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you so much for joining us here tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow tomorrow night from nine to eleven right here on Talkshoe dot com. <clears throat> Uh, of course, from 9 to 11 with the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. This has been a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, where it's for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans, and as I've said many times in 2015, going into 2016, the radio network is and will always be your wrestling connection. Take care. See you in the ring. And as always through the radio network, God bless, and have a very happy new year, 30 minutes to go before 2015 is over. Take care, and we'll see you in the ring. God bless. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Good night, everyone. Happy Bye. New Year. Good night. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.